0: to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a dash of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season nine. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the non-rugby playing, Tracy. (laughs) And as always, we do have our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. Of course, we will kick it off with moral musings. During this segment, we like to share a moral or a lesson that we like to live by. So, I'll kick us off. I thought that a lot of fairy tales, but more specifically, I feel like novels or things like that can have the lesson of each day can teach you something new. And I feel like that is definitely something that I'm always aware of. I like to learn new things from the people that I come in contact with uh, and really never kind of doubt that a person or an experience could teach me something that I wasn't even aware would happen that day.
1: All right, and for my moral musing, uh, moral of the story that seems to be repeated and may have some pertinence <laughs> to the movie, I do believe I heard you exclaim, oh, this one's perfect. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I did.
0: We decide how to respond to difficult situations. Oh, very true. Yes, because isn't it interesting how a stressor is not actually a stressor? Like two people could come across the same experience where one is like, yeah, that's a stressor, that's a stressful experience. And the other person's like, no, I could care less if that happens. Very true. It's all in your mind. It's wild. A guest that we're gonna have towards the m- middle of our season, middle endish, was the one who really taught me that, which ties into my moral musings, because I didn't know that was gonna be a lesson learned that day. But she sat me down and she was like, "Sally, we need to talk." It was during that period where I was experiencing a lot of stress, so it who all connects. Who knew <laughs> that we would tie our two moral musings together? Yes. And it will lead us into
1: our second segment called plot points. Plot points where we will go through, in our theming of storybook, all of the elements of Once Upon a Time and Happily Ever After Mm -hmm. and The End or The Betrayal. Um, So we will cover all the tropes there, but we will also cover, of course, what movie, the couple's chemistry, smooch meter, setting, hair, makeup, uh, wardrobe, and any other... Quick elements that we want to throw in there during our plot points. So Sally, kick us off with Hallmark's
0: synopsis and the movie that we watched. I shall. So you knew from last week that we were going to march along in the 2024 New Year New Movies. And that we did. We watched Betty's Bad Luck in Love, starring as leading lady Betty is Lacey Maley. And starring as Leading Man Alex is Marco Grazzini. We have seen Marco a few times on this podcast here. Lacey is definitely new to us. So But she brought us a familiar she feel did. and yes. um, we'll return to characteristics
1: th- of a of another more famous yes. actress. Or at least who's been in a lot more.
0: Yes, we uh, we have, have in the past done our off-brand hallmark actors and actresses, but in this case, it's an off-brand Hallmark Hallmark Inception actress because she really reminded us of none other than Autumn, Autumn Reeser! you watch. You let us know. That'll be our poll
1: question. Of course, you couldn't. Nah, you couldn't. Top bottom. <laughs> who we will see on the cruise? I'm
0: sure of oh, it. Oh wow! I'm sure already. Of it. Early on, I, I less than sure. five minutes in, we're calling it. Hey, I can't forget it. You know. Well, here is our synopsis: A woman cursed to never find true love meets an adventurous news photographer. We are continuing in our bad luck in Hallmark movie synopses for this.
1: Yeah, because I see that there's at least two strikes against
0: that yeah, one. I don't I don't love that synopsis. No. And primarily because as we open our movie, we are thrust back 20 years before our major plot line's gonna happen to middle school days where Betty was crushing on Bobby somebody. Somebody somebody. And At the encouragement of her friend Maya, she does approach him, and a very distraught Eleni puts a hex on her, or a curse, to always have bad luck in love and have bad things happen to her boyfriends or her significant others. Correct.
1: And so, 20 years, fast forward, we're in New York City. Mom's fave. Mom's fave. city that doesn't sleep. And... (laughs) We see um, a very successful Betty. Mm-hmm. She is a uh, analyst. Risk analyst. Risk analyst and actuarial, basically. I think combo. Or actuarial science, something in that area. Risk management, actuarial science area. And works for a big firm. And so, of course, her, her livelihood is around looking at what's dangerous and assessing the risk to it on whether to make a decision to do something or to not do something. Right. That's
0: how she makes a living. Yes. And we do (laughs) realize she's very good at her job. Her boss seems to think very highly of her opinion. We have co-worker Nelson, who just can't get enough of her reports. And um, at the very beginning of the movie, we do see Betty cut it off with Brian because as he's opening the door to step out, a car rushes by and almost hits him. Now, in New York, I have to believe, and Mom, you can confirm this for me, that this is actually a very common occurrence.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, uh, <laughs> I think they were in a taxi, too. So obviously, yeah, yeah. a taxi's going by, other cars quickly. Uh, yeah, not... not definitely a place you need to watch out what's happening <laughs> be uh, be aware of your surroundings uh, wow As throwing Darrow in that data. Is really key there. Yes. But but this had been several times things had happened to him. Clearly. So that was it for Betty.
0: So she definitely, every time we hear her reference past relationships and we see it with Brian, and we're going to see it in a moment here too, she always references that she's calling it off, quote, for their own good. Right. And it's because she truly believes in this curse, even 20 years later, that... Doom will fall on whoever she is trying to be in a relationship with. Well, she meets up with Maya in a little coffee shop. We love it. Besties since middle school, obviously. So, long-standing friendship. Yep. Kind of like another guest we're going to have coming up here. Ooh! Ooh, Lots of teasers.
1: Anyways. Sally is dropping the guests today. I know. I can't
0: help it. It's, It's exciting for me. Anyways, Maya is planning her wedding with Raul and there's just been some things kind of going wrong. For example, the they, forest. They, yeah, they the changed the floor issue. the yeah. flowers that they're gonna have, and she just she she's excited of course, but she's a little bit hesitant, and she does confirm the guest count of Betty and Brian and Betty's saying, I'll bring someone, but it it can't be Brian, we cut it off. So as the movie's progressing We see her hastily getting ready in in the morning. She's still got a roller in her hair as she's trying to run to the elevator. Because her phone died, so she did not wake up on time. Yeah, no alarm. She's so stressed out. She's a mess. She's disheveled. And as she's leaving, she's so upset to see that the hallways are blocked and says, who would possibly be moving in on a Friday morning? This is literally ridiculous. And... None other than handsome Alex, a.k.a. Marco Grazzini, is standing there. Who is a photojournalist. Yes. Mark. Remember,
1: that's yeah. your script. That's your yet, script. And yet, look what you put in your synopsis.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah a a little, news photographer? What? Yeah. Little, okay, slightly different. But he definitely notices Betty. He He has a little bit of banter back and forth about some of the items that he's carrying in. You can tell he is definitely world traveled. He's got a gong. He's got a dog sled. He's just bringing in all these eclectic items. Mm -hmm. And she just decides, I don't have time for this. I have to get to work. So as she rushes into the office, she sees all of the cubicles are empty because it is indeed a Saturday. And she did not have work that day. And she did not need to get herself all worked up over nothing. And as she's returning, Of course, Alex has just finished up moving and he's kind of making a couple jokes about uh, that he likes to tap dance and things because they learn that he's going to be the upstairs neighbor directly above her unit. And you can tell there's an interest there because I believe he asks her out for coffee, I think. Just uh, for a drink. For a drink. First, yes. I think you just, you know, do you want to go well it doesn't have to be coffee or any or or alcohol? just you wanna go for a drink. They sometime. just wanted to up our count, is essentially what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But <laughs> she, of course, is like mm-mm, cannot do the romance thing. Tries to hold him off, basically. But the spark is there, I would say. And you know, I think this is a perfect time to ask mom, did Alex have the Hallmark hunk of approval? Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Absolutely. Okay. Wow. It's been a while since we've had a hunk of approval. So I'm yeah. It has been a while for
1: me. Actually,
0: yeah. Alex can be on the cruise too. (laughs) Good with that. Later on, after the weekend has passed, Betty goes back to work. At work, she is dealing with a really big report for a company, and Nelson, the ever helpful coworker, is helping her crunch some numbers and figure some things out. And as she's coming home, she does decide to take the elevator, which has been a problem throughout the movie for this apartment complex. I I don't know what's going on with their elevator. It needs to be fixed. But who else is in the elevator but Alex? How fortuitous. Beautiful, Mom. Thank you. And as they are trying to ride the elevator up, there is a malfunction, and it kind of short circuits or something along those lines. Yeah, they're stopped. the, The lights kind of go off, and they're stopped. Betty starts definitely having a panic attack. She's breathing irregularly. And Alex actually is the one who helps her regulate. She's trying to explain that without saying the curse, she's trying to explain the curse by saying, you know, everything bad happens with me. This is why we can't hang out together. But he's able to help her ride the wave until the elevator comes back on and everything's fine. And so begrudgingly, she agrees to drinks with Alex. Yes, she does. And they meet
1: up in a restaurant of some kind, I think. It is rather casual, it yeah. seems like. And he orders a drink that I can't pronounce. Nope, I don't got it either. From a country that I don't remember if it, which which country. Runei, I don't know where, yeah, it was I'm where not it sure. he was when I first tasted that drink. So she's adventurous enough to order the same drink, but even to, to toast something together... She's hesitant on wanting to toast anything with yeah. him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like but she says like she a, wants a fresh start.
1: Yes, she does say. Oh, she does say two fresh yeah. starts. Finally, she does give in right. to that right. part of it. That's true. Yes. but it's interesting to watch how you you can tell she already is attracted to him and would love oh, to yeah. toast to a future dates together right. or get to know each other better mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, she gears it back. Although fresh starts is a is
0: yeah, a, nice, a good is a nice uh, thought. Yes, and. You can tell, as the synopsis does get the correct part, is that he's adventurous. Uh, He talks about his world travels. He became a photographer... Kind of as a second career almost. He I think he went to school for something else, but was really attracted to the idea of roaming around. He said he's been to Afghanistan. He does shots in war zones. He what does did you say
1: 75 countries?
0: Yes. He's yeah, been which is so impressive. But of course to Betty, this feels like a huge red flag because she's like, Okay, you've been in war zones, you travel a lot, like this is very dangerous in in my eyes. And she does express that to him. And he does point out how cautious and hesitant and risk-averse she is. The
1: obvious knows, too, from her profession, which right. when they were in the elevator together, when he was trying to have her focus on something else and calm down and center herself. Of course, he you know asks, well, what do you do for a living? And he even realizes, okay, what you do for a living is... yeah." Look out for the danger and everything. So So he
0: thinks it's more connected to
1: the job. Your frame of mind is going to be that way because of the job you have. He doesn't realize how deep deep that really
0: goes. Yes. Um,
1: So he's optimistic. She is cautiously going to try. She has a mother who continues to call her throughout (laughs) um, the movie. Who's always trying to fix her up. With somebody, yes, some friend's grandson or somebody's nephew. Uh, but she's always trying to get her daughter to step out, yes, and and take a chance and and uh, find somebody. And of course, Betty does have now this wedding coming up for Maya and Raúl, right. where she does want to take somebody. So yeah. some thoughts are maybe happening that mm. maybe she would ask
0: Alex, absolutely, because. They progress in meeting each other multiple times. Mm-hmm. As they're getting to know each other, he does share. I mean, they're meeting each other back to back days. You can tell how interested they both are. It in does one seem another. like they're dating officially yes, too. Yes. I would say. I would agree yeah. with that. And he mentions offhandedly that Saturday mornings he has rugby, and he'd love for her to come to a game. Of course. With the help of Nelson once more, she comes to realize how dangerous of a sport rugby is. And now her goal isn't to come to his game, but to get him to not come to his game. So she tries to dress up real nice and say, oh, I'll take you out to brunch. I'll let you drink all the green juice you want because she had learned from a hike that they did that he likes green juice in the morning and he's definitely, you know, uh, active and that sort of thing. And he says, well, it's a really small rugby group. Like, I I can't get a sub. I, I have to go. Right. So she initially declines his offer to watch the game, but then thinks, mm, maybe it's better if I'm there to make sure nothing happens. And basically,
1: it was not better that she
0: was no, there. No, it was not because
1: better. Because <laughs> as the
0: uh, aggressiveness ramped
1: up, as it does in a rugby game, yeah. and Alex is in the midst of the whole thing, and it looks to be rather... Mm, aggressive, rather. Yeah. Uh, where someone could get hurt. Yes. She actually grabs the whistle from somebody and blows it. Puts herself in the middle to break everything up. Yeah. It was funny. It was funny and embarrassing. Oh, I yeah, can't I'm sure. even imagine. Although he handles it.
0: He does. it handles
1: it very well. He walks off the field with her and just kind of is like, okay, well, maybe watching rugby is not a good <laughs> yeah. thing for you. <laughs> maybe we don't do that again. Right? I mean, instead of... Uh, Coming unglued and being a bit... Uh, knowing at that point, hey, time to cut it off with this gal because she's too much, <laughs> right? In front of, all, yeah. of his, all of his teammates, this this happens. But uh, yeah, he sticks with her with that, yeah. which I
0: Commend commendable. Him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, as the movie's going on, she also has many moments of doubt, specifically when she's talking with Maya. Now, Maya... We, we know her from Retreat to You, which we covered in the fall.
1: Sally picked up. I did yeah. not
0: see the facial.
1: She looked familiar, but Sally could pick up the facial. Which is
0: wild because and- my facial recognition is awful. But anyways, <laughs> she well. does kind of somewhat call Betty on the carpet in the sense that she shares how much is going wrong with their wedding. For example, Raul's mom apparently adds four people onto the guest list, which for all of you who have planned a wedding, you know how frustrating it can be when numbers shift, especially close to wedding day. You you get the sense that there's been multiple things that we learn have been going wrong with Maya in planning this wedding specifically. And Betty's the one who continuously complains about this, quote, bad luck, when in all reality, it's kind of... Things that are under her control. For example, the rugby game. She she talks about how horrible that was. But if she wouldn't have stolen the whistle, everything would have been fine. Yeah. She, You can kind of see this thread where she's the one causing her own issues. Right. And that's where Maya's almost on the brink of cracking. Because, so it's fun because throughout the movie again, yeah. they always show
1: Maya and Betty together yeah. at some point warehouse area in downtown New York that's, you know, really kitschy looking and yeah. it's basically stretching and... Seems to be kind of a yoga workout. Yeah, it does seem to be, yeah. Crossover. Yeah. But She called she it dance, it, but it's definitely it's not, not dance. I have no idea what she's she talking And you do it about. in partners, and of course she... Yeah. In, of course, uh, uh, Betty and uh, Maya are always the partners. And was, this is where a lot of these conversations happen yes. between the two of them. And yes, Maya, we do have a point where... See, Raul was a chef, we should say that. There is a point where his, in his restaurant, something happens to the refrigerator, and he mm-hmm. loses half at least of the food that he had prepared, or yes. month's worth. I'm sorry, he loses a month's, a month's worth. worth of the yeah. food that he's prepared. This is again an example of real, yeah, bad like actual bad luck. Yeah. Because that puts them way back. That's money that they needed for the reception, money they yes. needed for the catering stuff, or, or you know, they needed that money for the wedding, mm-hmm. and they don't have it. And Betty steps up. She does she's, she's a really so good she friend will pay, yeah, she will pay for the rest of all those wedding costs because all their money had to yeah, go to the restaurant to buy fresh ingredients to start making food again, yes, yeah. so we do see they they have a strong friendship but they we do, do see Maya. Just kind of getting to the point of, okay, you know, enough is enough, Betty, right. with some of, some of this, because things really are not all that great.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Maya is constantly being patient and listening to Betty. And not that Betty doesn't listen to Maya, but she's not really checking in with her either, given mm-hmm. the stress that comes with planning and executing a wedding. But that being said, you know, in this conversation with Maya, she's like, I just can't do it. It's it's just going to be doomed and I really do like Alex, so yeah. I want the best for him. So therefore I have to break up with him. And you can tell Maya's just like, "Oh my gosh, here we go again." But Betty goes to Alex's apartment and says she's to talked to him, but then he says, "I actually have someone here that I'd like you to meet." And he introduces her to Amy, which is his sister. She's super cool. She is both her and her husband are professors. She specifically studies Cormac McCarthy. She's always got these, like, vests on, looking she all looks proper. very
1: Annie Hall, for those yeah. people who have seen the old um, Woody Allen movie, Annie Hall. Yeah. She has that same look, including oh, the, the Down hat.
0: to the hat. Down to the hat. We love it. So, yes, a, a very interesting individual. Mm-hmm. And she's even more drawn in now because she's seeing the dynamic between brother and sister. You can see how loving they are with one another. Yeah. You can tell that it's just a very positive and uplifting relationship that they have. And even during these interactions, you can tell she's joking with Amy about how her and Alex met. Amy is saying, you need to marry this girl or else I'm going to disown you. Because like, she actually could quote from yeah. Former- yeah. McCarthy wanted but of course the quote had to do with luck. Bad yeah, luck.
1: Bad luck and, and so yeah. of course. She would remember that one. Yeah, which again just shows. Because <laughs> she, she says that mind. that's meant a lot to me in my life or something right, like that. Right. So you you know the prevalence of it within her
0: psyche. Yes. And you and you can tell again this this is yet another because she's like, Oh, that's actually the only quote I know. So obviously she only specifically sought it out because it was about bad luck, which just shows how much her mentality and and all of these self-fulfilling prophecies are tied into this belief that she is glued to the fact that yeah. something bad will happen, no yeah. matter what, if she's involved. Yeah. And this goes so well that she almost doesn't tell Alex how she feels. But at the end of the night, he's very adamant that he really wants to go out with her again and, and take her to an actual dinner. Because to this point, like Mom mentioned, they, pretty they, do have, they do have it's dates, but it, it's been nothing like very formal and and romantic and that and we do learn from his sister that he is a bit of a traditionalist so for him that was probably you know not sitting right and he mentions that he has an assignment that he has to travel for he's coming back and going camping and then they can go on their dinner date and she's like I don't know that I can do this because you're gonna be gone and then you're camping and camping and that would be (gasps) Chewbacca yep that's Chewie (laughs) That's our little guy. You can catch him on the Instagram. He is the alternative to Nala when we Podcast at my condo, but yes, you can tell she's fighting within herself on what to do next, and he even catches it too, and it gives him a little glimmer of hope. But you can tell he's like, "I'll just sort it out when I get home." Well, I, I she, have she makes it. it clear
1: she doesn't. She's very interested, but she just can't. Yeah, Elvira' door is yeah. closing. She she's had it. Yeah, she he he but, does seem to again, think, the, okay, maybe I'll check in right, back. With, right, back. that's Ethan what i hope say. It. Yeah, but she's already saying no. She's no. No, no. no, I'm yeah. tapping out. But, but she turns that around and yes. decides to rope Maya, who, who needs to get away from a lot of this yeah. wedding planning, bad stuff happening and having to redo things. And now there's 15 more people, I think, that got added to the, yeah. the guest list from somebody else. And she's just, she's, she needs to step away. So, Betty has the great idea, or maybe not so great idea, of also camping, of following... Alex, after he gets back from his dangerous other week mm-hmm. of mission and comes and he's going to go camping, following them out there so she can keep yeah. an eye out on him.
0: Oh, stress. But they haven't
1: talked since he's been back. Nope. So she has Maya drive she hides mm-hmm. in the car. They what, they actually know, I guess, how to, how, what to buy to to camp, which I was kind of surprised about because neither of them seem like camping women, especially with Betty's fears of everything yeah. <sighs> to be out in the woods. I would not think would be her, her thing. And, and any time, Alex, when they're setting up their their tent, he and his best bud, who she did meet at the Rugby Field. Yes, yes. He is talking about, you know, I'm getting kind of conflicting messages. Mm-hmm. This is a bit confusing. I really am interested. I'd like to pursue this. Right. But there just seems to be these things going on, too, where she's saying no, and yet I don't really get a firm no. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Betty and Maya are setting up their tent. The guys have their tent, and and this leads to one of the. Uh, it's not it's not the end, and we've had a couple of other you know, you know we're we're done kind of statements. Um, but this is this is a bit of a a bit of a rough patch, I yeah. guess I would call it, because the girls are in their tent. Mm-hmm. The young women are in their tent. They
0: get spooked. Well, they they actually have a very beautiful moment in that tent. Well, they do. Let's back it up to that. Because Maya is listening to all of Betty's litany of concerns of what's going to happen to Alex while he's camping in the woods, which she's clearly done a lot of times and nothing has ever happened. But she kind of turns the dialogue around and is like, you know, this, this reminds me a bit of the time that we went camping in my backyard. And... At the time, Betty was still very fearful and anxious about this decision because it was the first sleepover she had ever done. And we learned that Maya had calmed her down by having her name all the stuffed animals she brought with her. And it was so sweet because Maya was able to still name all the names that uh, Betty had come up with. And I thought that was so cute. It shows how supportive they are of each other. Maybe Betty less so, if we're being honest, but definitely Maya. (laughs) specifically, and you could tell that that is the moment that Maya needed of being reminded of the positive things, getting out of the stress of planning for weddings, but stress is re-entered into the equation when they hear a raccoon outside their tent. Which they I, don't
1: know it's raccoon. I mean, you... But they know someone. Anyone who outside. knows
0: raccoons would know that, that that's that yeah. sound. They Maybe they're cute little But it was enough to stress women <laughs> into... That was very accurate, into, by the way. Yeah, that was. That was
1: good. <laughs> To screaming, and Betty, of course, being prepared as always, had one of the air horns.
0: Yep. Which you use specifically when you come in contact with a bear. That's what it's meant for. Is that what it's meant for? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a very big reaction to immediately go to the bear horn. Yes, so...
1: Obviously, that gets the guys up. Yes, because they, they think a them. bear has
0: yes, been spotted. Yes, that's when you use it. It's to let other people in the area know, like, hey, there is a bear. You need to be careful. So yeah, <laughs> they are
1: on the lookout. They're yeah, yeah. prowling around. They're trying to find out
0: who, where, right.
1: what, Who's in danger too? Because somebody, had, right? Somebody did, you know, alerted. Right. And they find Betty and Maya. So this yeah. is this this point now. It's a little bit too much for. Alex Alex, yeah so at this point he's kind of like you know maybe not not so much and they're back into not seeing each other and not speaking
0: yeah and the difference is of course this time Alex is the one who's kind of initiating that decision we even see him talking with his sister Amy and she's kind of like are we sure that that like that what you think was happening was happening and he's like I mean, Amy. She literally followed me out to the woods. Like, like she would not have done that of her own. Not what will. she wanted. Like, yeah, it was. It was definitely to, to basically protect kind him, of, to, yeah. to make sure he doesn't. But without him knowing, and right. and it it just it does feel like it crosses a line to be yeah. honest. When you like really, really think it through, and it is around this time too that Maya kind of finally has a moment where she comes unglued because it was found out that the wedding reception was double booked. So both she and Raul had it as well as a different couple. And she had a very big reaction to it. Raul was, said, you're overreacting, this doesn't need to be how we handle the situation. And she runs immediately to Betty's apartment. And this is actually where we have the happily ever after or the sweetest moment of the movie because there's a knock at the door Betty opens it to see Raul and he's very concerned, like, is Maya here? Like, just to make sure she's safe. And when Betty says yes, you can come on in, he sits with Maya on the couch and says, Look, like, this is what a marriage is about. The fact that we can't always control what's gonna go wrong or what's gonna be bad, but we can always be there for each other and that's what I want is for both of us to figure this out, not just for the stress to fall on you. Because throughout the movie, it is funny because Maya's complaining, she's like, he wants to be part of the planning, what the heck? And it's like, girl, if you're stressed, let him help you out. But yes, I mean, he definitely sits with her, he grabs her hands, he's physically and emotionally present to her in that moment and Betty is standing kind of off to the side, kind of beside like a pillar that she has in her apartment. So it's not that she's ruining the moment, but I think that's what why I identified it as the sweetest moment because you can tell she's looking at the situation and thinking, that is what I want. Yeah. But she herself is not allowing herself to be emotionally available for someone to give that to her. And she does say, I, I just yeah. love you too. Yes, yes. Because yes. she she's, knows. She's emotional. Yes, she's very much mo- very
1: emotionally attached at that at that moment, and enough that as she's speaking to Maya about the camping trip uh, breakup, is, yes. a, is a breakup. They go back to the curse. Yeah, and Maya considers, along with Betty, considering, okay, it really did start with a curse. And so right. Betty says, well, what if I find Elaney again? Yes, and ask her to take the curse away. Yeah. Maybe that will be what it takes. Mm-hmm. So now we, we get into a point in the movie where it's the great search for Eleni Rocco, I believe yes. her last name was. And even Nelson starts helping her with this Yes,
0: one. Nelson is a gem, gets it narrowed down to four options. Of course, Betty and Maya are calling. Yep. They're coming up with blanks. The, Betty does leave one voicemail, and then the other one is just an address, so they're kind of at the end of that search. Well, one of the times that Betty is coming to Maya about the ups and downs of her relationship with Alex, it is in Maya's classroom. And this is where we get the quote of our podcast because as we are sitting there just watching the movie, Tessa did stop in with Nick and she notices on the board behind Maya, it says, Bemdos. So, that's what led to the quote of, what's (laughs) PEMDAS?" Because in the United States, at least, we go by PEMDAS, but we learned it's brackets, not parentheses. And mom has a really good hypothesis on this one. I I just said they probably
1: shot that scene in some classroom in Canada. Right. And they use bracket instead of parentheses. Parentheses. Yes. Beautiful. So, that's what we're going with.
0: (sighs) If you know anything else, Brad, let us know. Let us know. Brad, there you go. <laughs> but yes, Maya notices how low Betty is in that moment. And she says, okay, you know what? We at least have an address we can work with. Let's at least try to... Go to the, go and find
1: Elaney. This is their last right. chance. It's the last person on the list. Right. The address is not a house. It's a bakery, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, like a coffee shop. But near there... Happens to be like a psychic shop or yeah. something like that. You know the stones and right. the, uh, crystals, crystals, and I think it might be palm reading included yes. in there. Yes. And Maya says maybe this is this is meant to be. Then let's mm-hmm. at least go here. Right. They spend the time with the lady who does not know who Laney is. No. At least not in this lifetime, she said. Otherwise, she did sound familiar. Does a quick palm reading. Says, wow, your love lines are all over the place. There's just a lot of them and all, you know, disconnected. There's Mm -hmm. nothing there. But I can do something. I can break the curse for $149.99 plus tax. Yes. Very specific. And Maya says, that's a bargain. That's a deal. (laughs) And Betty gets that money right out. Shells it on over. Walks out. I guess, being now relieved of her curse with some kind of a little bag of something, don't know what Goodies. it is. Something, somethings. But it's enough for her to say, okay, now, now who it's do be- I test this out yeah. on? She wants it to be a safe person. Yes. And who's safer then? Nelson. Nelson who has
0: been crushing on her. He's oh, yeah, very, he very has. nerdy. He's... So nerdy. He was one of mom's faves. Might not get a hunk of approval, but definitely gets you know, a. He was
1: a nerd of approval. Hi-
0: high five of approval. That's right. <laughs> and so they do go on a
1: date. Uh, yeah. Chinese restaurant, $21.98 for all the food for both of them. Bargain place, it. and one of the best Chinese restaurants in New York. Not underrated. Known. Underrated, yeah. yes, according to Nelson. They have nothing in common. He wants to talk work and numbers and actual things and successes at work she wants Mm -hmm. to talk personal and even that starts to get to well I like to recycle and compost what about you so there's just nothing there yeah and she once more goes back to her apartment and is just done
0: yeah she's very frustrated because she's like okay even though I broke the curse and nothing bad happened to Nelson now I'm just doomed to a life of, of dull dates her mom calls her once again trying to set her up with some nephew of some friend and Betty's just like mom I'm done and The mom actually relents and says, okay, you know what? I'm gonna trust you. From now on, you're gonna find your own love life. I'm not gonna dictate it for you. And this is where we hear a knock, knock, knock at the door. And who is there but Alex? And Alex is like, you know, we haven't really talked about that camping incident as he refers to it. And the reason that he is able to see her perspective is because uh, Maya had actually bumped into Amy in the elevator and explained where Betty's coming from with the curse because the whole movie both Maya and Raul are like hey just tell him right like why are you Raul just even said, I would understand yeah. but
1: then again as Betty says well yeah because you've known me this whole time so of course you would understand well, I think what Raul's but, yeah. getting at is
0: if you really love someone like yeah. okay even if because she Betty's all hung up on like you don't even believe that it's true but what, what Raul and Maya are basically trying to get at is like if someone loves you even if they don't think you're correct, they can at least understand your perspective on it. Right. And respect you enough to say, okay, I don't agree, but, like, we'll work with where you're coming from. But at
1: least Maya told Amy, and Mm -hmm. Amy told Alex, and now Alex is back at the door saying, so, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in the curses, I don't believe in superstitious things,
0: let's... Which is really ironic coming from him, because he seems like exactly the guy who would believe in curses and superstitious things, but... (laughs) It's okay. He seems to have no fear of
1: anything, obviously, True. from his profession as well as his personal life.
0: <laughs> but so they, they, they agree to give it a second try, and Betty hesitantly says that she'll kind of back off a little on the overbearing, hyper-aware.
1: So he invites her to the most dangerous thing she'll probably ever do, and that is have dinner at his place where yes. he makes the
0: dinner. And he tries a recipe that he came across in his travels, of course. Yeah and and failed miserably yeah I right. wasn't good that by their reactions it was very terrible but this does lead us to our smooch meter because as she's saying I I'm attracted to a guy who can't cook at all which I think is a bit of an exaggeration okay he he literally admitted he was trying a recipe where he couldn't even read the handwriting of the person like maybe we don't say he can't cook at all but I guess we're going with it because the smooch that followed mom thoughts. Dang, girl.
1: <laughs> that was how I rated that one.
0: Wow. Yeah, I put it as very high. I said it was yeah. incredibly passionate. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Woo-woo. <laughs> woo-woo on the rating for that one. Wowzy woo-woo.
0: Wowzy woo-woo. <laughs> that was a good first smooch. It was It was a very good first kiss. And it is at work the following day as Betty is riding this high that she has to approach Nelson now because, of course, they're. There, there's not been a second date, so we don't really know where they stand with each other. And she was like, hey, I need to talk to you. And he's like, oh, good, because I actually need to talk to you, too. I just feel like I've been leading you on, and I apologize, but I'm going to need someone who's bringing more to the table. I'm going to need someone who can really have discourse with me. And and that date just proved it, it couldn't be you. Yeah, I hope we can so, still be yeah. friends. You <laughs> yeah, know they they end it amicably, because that's exactly what Betty was doing, was calling it off with him. So But they're called into the yeah, conference room, they are.
1: and... It's not good news. Mm-mm. One of the risk assessments she made was on um, the Alistair building, I think it was yes. called. And she had said that it would be risk averse enough to go mm-hmm. ahead and invest in. There's been a fire there. They've got some people trapped, actually, construction workers trapped in there yes. right now. It's a mess. And she feels so responsible for it that she, she actually does. goes down to the site. Yes. Yeah, she to is the building freaking itself, out. And who else is there? But Alex. But Alex, who's taking photos. But yeah. he's doing it as part of his job. It's yeah. something freelance, that he got called in news. to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's, again, now terribly upset because he's behind the caution tape. Yeah. Putting himself in danger. She has gone back to her very insecure self with yes. that. And is panicking and he can see it. But he hears somebody call from the mm-hmm. building for help. It can't get any attention of any of the firefighters or police Yeah, we have officers. a classic New
0: York response of, hey, we're already on it. We can't be bothered by you right yeah. now. Yeah, Alex, so much to
1: the chagrin of Betty, goes into this
0: burning mm-hmm. building, into this building that's falling apart. He pulls a Mr. Incredible, if you will, to
1: rescue the person. He said, (laughs) just get me some help. Go get their attention. Get help. I'm going to go try to get this guy. And as
0: soon as she says, hey, my boyfriend ran in the building, that's when they definitely step up and are like, wait, I smell gas. And they're like, no, 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 no. Gas lines have been, you know, turned off. It can't be that. But the paramedic is like very sure. And sure. What do you know? There's an explosion. Yep. Betty now thinks that's it. Oh, yeah. She she thinks Alex is And they do not a good
1: sequence it. with it because they do it like where you can't hear anything because there's been mm-hmm. the concussive force from that explosion. Right. And they do a good, I guess, portrayal, I guess, of that. Yeah, yeah, of what
0: that would be like. And she is devastated and yeah. shattered because she thinks there's no way he's making it out of that situation. But he does. He saved the guy that was trapped. Mm-hmm. And. She sees this as for sure. Her bad luck has turned around because even though he did probably the most risky decision he could have in the moment, he's fine. He yeah, he was safe. He was so unscathed. fine that we enter the next smoot. Oh yeah, mom was in front of everybody yes. in the street of New York
1: there with uh, the building. Because down Betty did you try
0: to walk away. She, she once again was like, "I have to be done." Like you ran in the building when I specifically told yeah. you not to. And he's like, "Well, I can't." Just let someone be calling for help and do and nothing fine. about it. And yeah. I'm fine. See, I'm fine.
1: And he kind yeah. of grabs her and a kiss to give her the perspective of, look, I am fine. Right. It turned out okay. Sometimes yes. you have to do... Things you don't want to do right. when you need to help someone else. Yes, that's, that's what happens. It was so sweet. But the kiss was wonderful. <laughs> Runner up of the quote then was mine of I think she's melting because. Oh man, my gosh, that's what it looked like. I think she looked like she was melting yeah. right into it him was there. So she, sweet.
0: yeah. But at our high, <laughs> we have to experience. We're in a we, Hallmark movie, folks. They agree that she's gonna cook the dinner this time. They're gonna put on some fun music. They have a very kind of teasing back and forth discussing this date of. I'll play Jean- Who's going to, yeah, how are you going
1: to dance? Like Are you going to dance like Gene Kelly? Or are you going to dance Kelly. like Fred Astaire? Yeah. He says Gene Kelly. She says, no, Fred Astaire's Astaire is my favorite. Right. So,
0: yeah. It's this back and forth. It's so cute. She's going to cook from this time. And as he is dancing, his girl way down the stairs. Because the elevator already went down. Yeah. So he's, he's making a Which, great. Which, why they are taking the elevator between one flight of stairs no is idea. literally astonishing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but as he's dancing down the stairs with a bouquet of flowers being Mr. Yeah. Smooth. Mr. Smooth trips himself up and falls down the stairs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and
1: is in the hospital.
0: Yes, he hit his head on the banister,
1: and 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 is hospitalized. Possible concussion. They want to keep him oh, overnight. Oh, definite concussion. Definite yeah. concussion. They're, they're they want just to monitoring. Keep him overnight. They yeah. want to make sure everything's okay. And here's where we reach. Finally, folks. I know we've had so many of these, <laughs> but this, I tell you, this yeah. is this yeah. is the end. Literally, it's the last one we have to go through. This, yes. folks, just so you know. The end, meaning the betrayal, and actually, it, it is the most betrayal because it's it's the dancing fall breakup. I'm gonna call it. It's okay. got its own title because she's in the hospital with him. And says I can't. Again, she does yeah. the I can't. She keeps saying uh, I can't. Yeah. This time, you know, tears are in her eyes. He's like, what? I, you know, right. I'm okay. I fell on the steps. Right, I'm, right. I'm here. Nothing's broken. It'll be okay. I'll be out tomorrow. She's like, I can't. Right. And that's that just the
0: end. There's the end. I, yeah. I and could even not. Maya's kind of like, why, why are you doing this again? You yeah. know, she's kind of like, sure, he's in the hospital, but like, it's, it's a concussion. You know, it's, it's right. not life threatening, but Betty's done. So when she gets
1: back to her,
0: her apartment, she gets a phone call mm-hmm. from the Elaney from New Jersey middle school. Yes. The actual one. Betty and Maya show up. They see a very changed person, which obviously, I mean, this is this is 20 years later. We we would expect yeah. as much. And Eleni shares that she had a lot of angst and she did not handle situations well in middle school. She was very she's gothic.
1: Grown, she was very uh, dramatic. Yeah, she's
0: grown a lot since then. Yeah. And Betty is saying graciously that she she needs the curse removed from her because it's just it's been too long of coping with it and for her boyfriend's safety, she really needs this to go away. And Elaine's just floored because she's like, What are we talking about? And she's like, The hex that you put on me when I was trying to get with Bobby and she doesn't even remember who Bobby is. Nope. And eventually it does kind of seep in a little bit where she's like, Okay, no, I think I know what we're talking about and she shares like well, your mom was a fortune teller, so you had these skills. And and Eleni's like, no, I just made that up in the moment. She's like, my mom was a, a bank. Yeah, worked in a bank. Worked in a bank. Like this this right. this had nothing to do with it. What no. you what it was you all thought. the drama that she yeah, created yeah.
1: around herself, trying to have this persona, right? Right. And have people perceive her a certain way and have fear of her in a certain way. Right. And this is and where. It was all fake. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where obviously then. Even Betty, at this point, has got to realize, okay, this has all been in your head for
0: 20 years. You've lived your life around this. And Maya is a great friend, because this would have been the perfect I told you so moment, and she didn't say it. Betty does rush back to the hospital. Because now...
1: She has the clarity. She wants to reclaim what is hers. This leads to our once upon a time moment or the central message of the movie. Mm -hmm. There are multiple central messages. I think this probably is at least for her the strongest and she is the lead. So let's give it to her. So she finally goes back to Alex and says, okay, I now understand Mm -hmm. that all of this being afraid of somebody else getting hurt because they're around me has been more me being afraid of being hurt right so i've been hiding to protect myself putting all of these curses and things Mm -hmm. in front of me believing the worst of things so that it protects me instead of being open to love instead of being Mm -hmm. open to things i've looked at things as danger and walked away from them before anything Mm -hmm. could get serious or anything bad could ever happen right it's kind of the central message oh yeah she realizes
0: it because, I it's mean, I think... It's things that you can conjure in your head. Yeah, it's so poignant, the fact that Elaney didn't even remember. Yeah. Because I think that's what struck Betty, is like, wow, I've been hanging on to something that the person, the other person literally could not recall right. without me giving specific details. Because she was said, no,
1: the thing you said, she goes, I made it up at the right. time. I just yeah, it, it, it meant I nothing know. to me. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, he, you know, we get another smooch in the hospital this time, and we do get our flash forward moment... Where Mom and I both felt like we were in June weddings, not New Year New Movies. Because it is the wedding of Betty and Alex. They have the sweetest vows back and forth with lots of references to the movie itself. And we know it's been a little while because Maya is pregnant. So
1: she and Raul have been
0: married for some time. At least she is pregnant. Definitely showing. Yeah. Kind of sad we didn't get her and Raul's wedding, but it's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Right. Um, And... (laughs) So they close we have, out the movie we, dancing.
1: Well, they go dancing down the yeah. aisle. We love the dancing down the we aisle, do love but the they dance. close out the movie even after that. Right? Yeah, we get yet another where flash we, forward. Where? Alex and Betty are walking through some wooded area. Yes. You're not really sure where they are because
0: he makes a reference to him going someplace she, dangerous. Yeah, he's so about to shoot in would, the Amazon and she's going to go with him. Which said, obviously the Amazon, wow, that's actually dangerous. Right. So we weren't sure
1: like, but where are you? And he's right. got like his rugby shirt on. Mm-hmm. She's got a jacket on. And she says, well, I'm going to be your partner in the danger or something like that. Yeah. Because basically as she takes the jacket off. She's got a rugby shirt on. Right. And they both run out
0: to the rugby field. Beautiful. Lovely. What a good closeout. So yeah, what a movie. Yes. We take a lot of twists and turns, but fashion hair, makeup. I mean, come on. She was adorable. I loved the length of her hair. That was one of my favorite stages of my hair. All of her outfits from the
1: yoga type one to the dress up one to the dress down with jeans. Everything. Just gorgeous. So cute, just gorgeous. It was great, and he really brought it. He did, uh, Alex, he did. I think he he
0: had a lot of nice, good, good. Uh, he had a whole choices. array of clothes. He yeah. did, and best friend, cute, precious. We loved her in Retreat to You. We love her in this one, absolutely. What about chemistry of our couple? Good chemistry. I loved the chemistry personally. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was clear from the beginning. Both were interested, mm-hmm. and. It was a very natural progression, and the way that he just didn't give up on her, even when you thought the camping was going to be kind of the breaking point, that was really sweet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was. I, I I mean, the rugby one at that point would have been a breaking point for me, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Setting. um, New York was great. I, I think everything they did, like the park-type stuff with the yeah. rugby, the... Um, restaurants they had various gone to her office building. Everything was really yep. well done. Yeah, but and I didn't liked have any driving or anything like that. No. So we didn't have the dri- the well, other than the taxi
0: cab at the beginning, right. but they were in
1: the cabs. So yeah, and I liked worked.
0: how we had the continuous settings of like okay, like they're always doing their yoga stretching workouts in the same space. And I I did appreciate that. It was it was very nice for the continuum. I think that really closes out our plot point. So we will slip and slide into our final segment, which is character counts. During this time, we will report our many, many counts that mom just loves so. And we will, of course, cover our woo-woo rating. But first, mom, what counts did you have this week? I had the beverage count. So I had adult, cold, and hot. I thought they were higher than they were. Oh. But
1: here we go. Adult, uh, I had three for her and two for him. So five. Okay. Cold, I had three for her, one for him, four. Okay. And then hot, I had five for her, one for him. And that Six? was a coffee that... Although he had tea. Did he have tea? Oh, he had they, tea with Amy. They, yeah, the three of them drank tea together. So I missed a hot for him. It's okay. So, so seven. Then. Seven. We have seven. All good. All good. I gave... I had hers. I crossed that down, but I forgot to add his because he was also enjoying.
0: Yes. Well, I have a lot of counts to report. I have coats, shoes, purses, necklaces, scarves, and sunglasses. Ooh. So coats... She had eight. He had seven for a total of 15. Wow. Shoes. She had 11. He had five for a total of 16. 11 seven. shoes? hmm <gasps> Purses. She had six. Necklaces. He had one. She had 10 for a total of 11. Scarves. He had one. And sunglasses. She had a pair.
1: Wow. Yeah. That Lots is-
0: of high counts this week. I am not disappointed. shoes. Huh? Yeah. i ama- Well, purses even. Usually yeah. we get one to two. I know. It was Six. I was impressed. She brought it. She did. Well, she did. We, we had a lot of really fun looks in this movie, wow. to be honest. Yeah, we did. Well, Definitely did. that does bring us to our woo-woo rating, where, of course, we will woo-woo to express ourselves like Nala woo-woos to express herself. If you want to know who we're talking about, she is prominently displayed on our Instagram. She is one of the sweetest golden retrievers you will ever meet, who does give verbal expressions of woo-woos to share her emotions, thoughts, feelings. Instruction. Yeah, so actually, if she rolls a ball
1: underneath something, she will walk over to it and woo woo until you get it. Just to let you know,
0: her supervision to get her, her everything. Ball. Yes. So, one to five scale one being the worst Hallmark movie we've ever seen, five being the best Hallmark movie we've ever seen. I will kick us off because I gave Betty's Bad Luck in Love a 4.5 woo woo rating. Woo woo! I would have given it a five because I did thoroughly enjoy this movie, but what cut it short for me, I'll start with that before I gush about it, is it somewhat felt like they were trying to fill the time and I didn't love that. I wish either that we would have cut back on how many times she flip-flopped, that is in line with her character though, so maybe we could have taken up more time showing Raul and Maya's wedding, or, I don't know, I, I just felt like this movie, it wasn't that it was necessarily slow, it just felt weirdly paced, in my opinion. I don't really know how to describe that, but that or it could have just been a shorter movie, I don't know. That Those were my thoughts. I loved, loved their relationship and their chemistry. I thought it was very wholesome, the way that they just naturally fell for each other, despite all of Betty's in-her-head moments. The friendship also was a great backbone to this movie, and I don't understand why this friend actress always gets the quote-unquote uncaring friends who don't always show support for her and what she's going through. Of course, Betty did give the financial support, but emotionally, I just didn't feel like she was very much there for her friend. But that being said, those were kind of my thoughts. Again, loved the movie. And... I think Marco Grazzini is becoming one of my favorite Hallmark actors. He he really showed how different of a character he could play. Because, you know, going from the very anger-filled baseball player to the super laid-back, in touch with himself, traveler, I mean, it it shows a lot. But, Mom, what were your thoughts? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I gave Betty's Bad Luck in Love also a 4.5. I was i really wanted the, i was gonna go for the four okay i really was but here's what tipped it to the 4.5 i'll give the good and then i'll talk a little <laughs> bit about the, why it's not a five right <clears throat> but we tipped it up back up to the it's very original okay um, Yeah. oh that's true i, I did yep. like I, so i give a base here's just the base of things um very original great couples chemistry great acting by everybody mm-hmm. strong on the couples that they have obviously a good strong career for the female lead yeah. equally a good strong career for the male lead True. which isn't always the case That's sometimes they're like uh, you know one, comedian one, or something yeah. and they just kind of like you know they don't have serious stressful some of them don't have very right. stressful positions they're in mm-hmm. sometimes they don't balance it but this yeah. really seemed more the balance of i think they both had very dedicated. high profile yeah. they were dedicated but they they did have very demanding jobs yes i mean really so I kind of like that balance aspect of it, I guess, is where I was trying to go with it, and the base. What tipped it up to the 4.5, absolutely loved Maya as the best friend. Yeah,
0: she was adorable. That
1: 20-year relationship or more, because obviously they knew each other through middle school, maybe before that. True, good point. Um, Loved the office crush guy, Nelson. Nelson. And just, you know, adds those little bits of... Oh, yeah. ...comic relief to some extent, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. reality of how... Her work environment was. Right. They didn't have an overbearing boss like a lot of times no, they did. No, that's they had true. A he was very boss. Supportive. Yeah. So it was sort of nice to have that added a little true. bit, I think, to my enjoyment of it instead of seeing too many conflicts happening. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Love the sister, Amy. Loved the mom, uh, Betty's mom. Trying to, trying to help, trying to yeah, help, trying to help, and then by the end finally saying, you know what, You, you I trust you. Yeah. you. You got it. You, you find who you're going to find or you don't find someone. Yeah. It is what's, what it's going to be. So, what, definitely could not get it to the five. Okay. Definitely I agree with you on the disjointed. Yeah. Some Sometimes I felt like scenes just didn't even need to happen. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I really had way too many, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. That was too much. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in there, if you were going to cut some things or move it around, I agree. Uh, Maya and Raul's wedding. Right. Uh, more date things where you're out True. adventurously doing things together. More hikes. St- I don't care what it was, but way too many of the stop, I can't, stop, I can't, stop, I can't. That just, yeah. <laughs> that almost got it to the four. But there was enough that brought it to the 4.5. 4.52 for the dancing down the aisle. Oh, thing. That it. was just loved absolutely it. classic and very unique. I uh, hadn't seen that one before, so I kind of like the follow-up ones. It didn't just end with, uh, yeah, true. oh, yeah, we're back together. It ended, We did see the wedding. We did see the time after where they're playing rugby together, so there was at least some more forward motion yeah. in their lives.
0: Well, those are our thoughts on the movie so we will get to our shout outs shout out to Tessa Tessa. you were here earlier we love you we love you you gave us our quote so thank you shout out to our husbands to
1: Mark and to Nick thank you for your everlasting love and support during our podcasting time
0: Shout out to our drink provider. We didn't have tea this time. We actually had coffee because we are recording on a Saturday morning when uh, Alex would be playing rugby. Shout out to Starbucks. Starbucks. Mom, what did you have? I had the peppermint latte.
1: Yes, I'm still into peppermint. I don't care. (laughs) I love peppermint.
0: And for me, I did a pistachio latte because I love the pistachio and it always comes out this time of year. It's such a great way to start the new year. Shout out to my hockey family, the Red Knights. I did a huge accomplishment and got my first goal this past game. I'll post a pic. Shout out to our lovely listeners, both loyal and new. We appreciate you coming back each week to hear our Hallmark chitter chatter. Next week, we will be bringing a guest on. Yes, it is one of the ones that I have teased. It is your guess as to who that would be. And we will be covering the final new year, new movie, 2024, Hallmark movie. So stay tuned. I'm very intrigued because we went from very fun, non-U.S. locations to right back in the United States where we're very used to being, specifically New York where we're very, very used to being. So I'm curious what this last movie is going to hold for us. If we're finally going to get the new year, new movie vibe or if we're going to continue in this could have been spring, could have been summer lineup that we've been experiencing. I think Hallmark just gave up on winter, I guess, except for Christmas. I don't know,
1: but... That's because they did 42 Christmas true. reviews, so they probably were done. Yeah. Probably,
0: but until then, cheers! cheers!